chapter 30, we've been on a journey overcoming post-COVID-19. And last week, we spoke or we learned about deploying the wisdom of the ant. Bible says in Proverbs chapter 30, from verse 24 all the way to 28, the Bible says that there are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ant are not a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. The rock badger are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the cracks. The locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. The spider skillfully grasps with its hands, and it's in king's palaces. Can, can I have the um, King James Version? There are four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. The cornies are but a feeble folk, yet they gather their ha- they, they make their houses in the rocks. Hallelujah. The locusts have no king, yet they go forth. They, they fought all, their, all of them in bands. The spider take hold of, with their hands and is in king's palaces. Hallelujah. I wanted you to look at the original King James because the new King James and other versions call it the rock badger. But the King James, original King James calls it the cornies hallelujah today we are going to be looking at the subject i entitled deploying the knowledge of the cornies deploying the knowledge of the cornies or deploying the knowledge of the rock badger hallelujah but before we do that i want us to do a little rehearsal of last week just a quick one the bible says that there are four things which are uh, which are little on the earth but are exceedingly wise, which means that there's a wisdom that we can learn from these little, little creatures. And I was saying to you last week that if God was going to speak to us, I would have expected God to use the big five of South Africa. That is the lion, the leopard, the elephant, the buffalo, and the rhino. But God bypassed all these big things. You see, God is an expert of using the foolish things of this earth to confound the wise. You know, these little things we have looked at, the ants, nobody really pays attention to them. The rock badger, the conies, nobody pays attention to them. The locusts, nobody pays attention to the locusts. Or the spider, nobody cares about the spider. But the Bible is saying that God is using these four little creatures to teach us wisdom. And I was saying to you that last week that if we are going to prosper, if we are going to survive post-COVID-19 as a people, then we will need to use the wisdom of these four little creatures. Amen. And we said last week that the, the first thing, 12 things we said quickly about the, the, the ants. The ants have no ruler. They don't have a ruler, but they obey the law. You don't need a ruler to give you a law before you obey it. They live in harmony. They live in brother, with brotherly love. They are people that know, everybody knows the, the job that they are supposed to be doing. Nobody usurps of the authority of the another. The second thing is that they perform with efficiency because they have a plan. If you are going to do well, learn from the ant and have a plan about everything you do. Don't just get up and do things because everybody's doing it. Learn to be a planner. God is a long-term planner. God plans. The Bible says God sees the end from the beginning. He does things according to patterns and plans. If you're going to do well in life, learn to plan. You see, after you finish praying, sit down, take a piece of paper, and write down your plans. The Bible says that without the vision, the people perish. But when you write the vision and you make it plain, upon the table stones, then people who read it will be able to run. Without the vision, you run haywire everywhere. But when you have the vision, you run with purpose. Hallelujah. Number three, the ant teaches a lesson about preparation. They prepare their meat in the summer as against the winter. Preparation is everything. 
Without preparation, when opportunity knocks, you won't be able to take advantage. Learn to be prepared at all times. Hallelujah. Number four, the ant teaches us a lesson about perseverance. The ant will never give up. They start and they never give up. Even when they are distracted or disrupted, they will not give up. They will still go on. They will still do what they have meant to do. Then number five is that they know something about partnership. They have a symbiotic relationship one with the other. They don't try and become the master of everything. Learn to have a relationship with somebody who will help you. Amen. The Bible says that one can put to fly a thousand but two ten thousand. When two people work together, they have the Bible says they, 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 they have a, a reward for their work. They, they, their work is, is actually something that becomes multiplied. Hallelujah. So partnership is everything. That number six, they, they perform efficiently because they participate. Nobody takes, nobody likes to skive. When you're dealing with the, the ants, they all work in unison. They work together. There's cohesion. They work. Every, there's no lazy person. There's no person who tries to be wise in their own eyes. They work together. The seven things that they are determined. The ants are determined creatures. I said to you last week, even a jam jar or, uh, or a biscuit tin that is, clo- is, is, is tightly closed, you wonder how the ant got in. Because when the ant want to take something, they will find a way. They will make a way by all means. Hallelujah. And we said the ants are opportunistic. They take opportunity. It's amazing how Christians don't like to take opportunity. We are always praying for God to bless us. And when God gives us the opportunity for a blessing, we, we always don't, don't come up good for, with that. I don't know why. You know, even giving, tight pain is an opportunity for God to bless you. Amen. And a lot of us, we always ask, God, bless me financially. Bless me, bless me. And God gives us the opportunity to sow and we, we let it pass by us. Hallelujah. The ant is concerned for others. It's not about only me winning. It's about us winning together. Hallelujah. If we're going, going to succeed, we succeed together. Nobody succeeds unless all of us succeed. Hallelujah. Number 10, the ant communicates with effectively. They communicate with each other with efficiency. Hallelujah. When one little, when an ant finds a muscle of food on the floor, Within a few seconds, a few minutes, you will find out that the place is covered with ants all over. You wonder how they do that. The other ants hear about the food on the floor, but they communicate. When you get something good, when you see something that is good, that will help a brother, learn to communicate with everybody what is things that are right. Hallelujah. Number 11, the ant is single-minded. The ant is single-minded. Anything that they want to achieve, they will achieve it together. And the last thing we learned about the ant was that the ant performs with efficiency. To, for the ant to perform with efficiency, there must be peace. The ant lives in peace together with every other ant around. Amen. But today, my sermon for today is the second part of the, uh, of, um, the scripture in verse 26. It says that the rock badger or the coney are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the rocks. They make their houses in the rocks. They are feeble people, but they make their houses in the rocks. Amen. Let's break the word feeble down. The the dictionary, according to the Merriam-Webster's online dictionary, the word feeble means marketably lacking in strength. Marketably lacking in strength, the, or devoid of qualities and resources that indicate vigor. Devoid of qualities or resources that indicate vigor. It also says that some of the synonyms for feeble is inadequate, inferior, or weak. Hallelujah. Sometimes we look in ourselves and we look inferior. Sometimes we look at ourselves and all we see is our weaknesses. We, you know, the, the, the thing, let, let's look at the rock badger. The rock badger or the coney is a cross between a rabbit and a mole. A rabbit and a mole. 
it actually looks like a mouse. But, but you see, when you take the rabbit, the rabbit is, survives in its environment because the rabbit can run very fast. But the coney, the problem with the coney is that the coney has weak legs, weak hind, uh, hind legs. In fact, the coney's legs are not very steady, so the coney cannot run. The coney is weak in his knees. It cannot run. And if you take the mole, the mole also survives its um, environment because the mole has very, very quick claws. That is, the mole can dig very quickly to escape. So the, the mole can dig a tunnel right now if, let's say, a, 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 a cobra is coming to catch it or an animal is coming to catch the mole. The mole will just dig quickly and burrow itself into a tunnel and then escape that way. But the problem with the uh, coney is that the coney has very weak claws. So it cannot dig. So here's the case. The, the, it cannot run. It cannot dig. Hallelujah. But, but it's amazing that uh, uh, Solomon, the wisest man that lived, used this feeble, seamlessly useless creature to teach us wisdom. Amen. Feeble, not strong, a people not strong. The coney looks so, so weak, cannot run, cannot dig. It's handicapped. But the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and 10, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Amen. So the power of God rests upon the weaknesses of the creature. Hallelujah. It's amazing how... We, we as Christians, sometimes we look at what we don't have. We look at the fact that we, we are, uh, oh, it's a beautiful picture of the coney you've put down. Uh, uh, we are, um, I'm black. Uh, so I, my face don't fit around here. Um, I, I, I was, I'm not well educated. I didn't have the, the good, best upbringing when I was growing up. You know, if my f parents had taken me to the right school, if I had, you know, been educated, maybe my life would have changed. You know, we, we, we dwell on our weaknesses, but not so with the coney. The coney decides that I cannot run. I cannot dig. I cannot do the things that other creature, creatures my size can do. So what will I do? I will decide to do something different. Hallelujah. I will decide that I will take my self and change the environment and take myself, rather than being in the field with a rabbit, being in the field with a mole, I will go to the rocks, the high rocks, and make my abode in the rocks. Hallelujah. I said, he said, uh, the, the coney decides that it will make its house in, in the rock, on the rock. Why would the coney make its house on the rock? And is that the reason, perhaps, why we say that the coney is a wise animal? Could it be that the relationship of the coney with the wisdom, four little creatures that are teaching us wisdom, the only reason why the coney is teaching us wisdom is because of where it lives. Because it's weak. It cannot run. It cannot dig. All the other creatures that they either dig or run. The mouse can run very quickly. The rat can run very quickly. The grass cutter can run very quickly. The mole will dig and hide. Even the badger will also dig and hide. But the rock badger has nowhere to go except to go onto the rock. This rock badger needs a place of shelter into which it hides itself from the enemies. He hides in the rocks in order that it might survive. So their wisdom lies in relation to where they live. In Psalm, Psalm 104 verse 18, he says that the high hills are for the wild goats. The cleft are a refuge for the rock badger or the coney. 
So the refuge that the coney has is in the rock. Or it's on the rock. On the rock, they have a better view of their surroundings to monitor their enemies. On the rocks, they frustrate their enemies because sometimes their enemies cannot climb as high to the rocks. On the rocks, they are aware of how real the enemy is. Are you aware how real your enemy is? Bible says that, and the devil walks about to and fro, looking for whom he may devour. Sometimes we as Christians, we, we behave as if there is not a devil that is after us. In John chapter 10 verse 10, the Bible says that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I'm come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. We sometimes quote this scripture and we dwell on the B part where Jesus has come to give us abundant life. But the A part is also very important that there's a thief out there and his only relationship with us is to steal from us. His only relationship with us is to kill us. His only relationship from, with us is to destroy us. Hallelujah. He's out to get us. And we should not be ignorant of, uh, of it. The rock badger is aware of its surroundings. The rock badger knows that there is, it is a dinner for an animal, a creature. Are you aware that you are dinner for some demons? As you are walking there, are you aware that some demons have targeted you to have you as lunch this year? Are you aware that there's a scheming going on in the realm of the spirit to eliminate you? Or do you just wake up every morning, you just brush your teeth, have your bath, and you're, you're just on your way? Without knowing that there is something out there, there's a person without body out there whose sole assignment is to eat you, is to get you. Is to destroy you. Is to steal from you. So the first wisdom is that the rock badger is aware that it is a prey for another creature. So it secures itself with the relationship with the rock. Its relationship with the rock is a salvation. In Psalm 18 verse 10, the Bible says that, sorry, Proverbs 18 verse 10, Says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. It, the, 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 the rock badger knows the, what the tower stands for. The, 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 the rock stands for something. The coney knows that the rock is Jesus Christ. So if he has to have safety, it has to embed itself in Christ. In Matthew chapter 6 verse, sorry, Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 and 25, Jesus gave a, a, a parable and he said that therefore whoever hears the, the summation of the parable, that's uh, uh, the, the house that was built upon the rock, when he finished in 24, he said that therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rains descended and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded upon the rock. The foolish man built his house upon the sun, and the rains came. You see, whether the, the house is built on the rock or is built on the sun, the rains will try it. The elements will prove it. Situation, bad seasons like COVID-19 will come and trust will come and try what, what you are built upon. Life is about where we, the rock on which we are built on, or the, the foundation on which we are about, built on. Life is about it. It's either you are built upon the sun or you are built upon the rock. You see, when the man came to build upon the sun, it was easier. A lot of people like to do easy things. Easy things. So easy. And so he was busy going about and see the house that was built on the sun was so beautiful. When you look out on the outside, it looks so, so beautiful. Listen, life is not about what meets the eye. There are two spheres of life. There's the spiritual bit and there's the physical bit. And if you read um, Hebrews chapter 11 from verse um, to going, says that, and we know verse three. Says, and we know that the things that are seen are made out of the things that are not seen. The things that we see 
in our, uh, 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 as we look in our eyes, they are made from things that we cannot see. Say so through wisdom, we through faith, we understand that the world was framed by the words of God, so that the things which are seen are the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The things that you see are not made of, of material, just the materials. There, there, there's, there's a spiritual connotation to everything. The wise man knows that if I want to build a house, even though it's more difficult to build on the rock, when I build my house on the rock, I am building against future calamities. I am building against future uh, uh, environmental changes. I'm building around, around future calamities, future uh, mishaps, anything that will happen. I know that I have a firm foundation. Because when the floods come, it will disturb the ground on which the, the house is built. Hallelujah. The rock badger is aware that if it is on the field, on the ground, it is lunching meat for another creature. So he decides that I will hide on the rocks. Amen. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 3 and 4, the Bible says, For I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. He is my rock. He is my perfect. He is, his work is perfect. For all his ways are just or are justice. For God of a God of truth and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. Amen. In Psalm 18, verse 2, the Bible says that the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and my the horn of my salvation. And my stronghold. If you make God your stronghold, you know that you have built your, your life on a firm foundation. It is so, so, so um, real these days when we look at people who thought that they were financially secured or they thought that they had, uh, you know, whatever they had. And with a little shaking of the earth with COVID 19, everybody's locked down at home and everything. It's that. Financially, people are down. Even countries, economies are down. Why? Because they, are, they didn't build on the rock. They didn't build against the future. I pray that this will teach us a lesson, that we need to build upon the rock. We need to build, build your relationship upon Christ. Don't build your relationship on the feeling. The girl has nice eyes or she has nice lips or a nice uh, figure. So that is, no, 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 no. What is behind the girl that is controlling her? Who is the person behind pushing her? Is it a mermaid? Is it, is it an evil spirit? So go past the, the physical. Go past the physical. We know that the things that are seen are made of things that cannot be seen. So before you even make any move, check the unseen part of the person. Hallelujah. In Psalm 18, verse 31 to 34, the Bible says, For who is God except the Lord? Who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of the deer. He sets me on my high places. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms are not bent. My, my arms can bend a bow of bronze. Hallelujah. He strengthens me. He is my God. He's the, he trains my feet to walk. He trains my feet to walk. Listen, let us depend on God. Let us depend solely on God in everything we do. Before you take that job, commit, commit it to God. Before you go into that business, Spend time digging the foundation, digging deep into the burying that business upon Christ. Before you, 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 you do anything at all, you go on a business plan, business trip, anything you're going to do, spend time digging into, buying into the mind of, of God concerning that thing that you're doing. 
In Psalm 61, verse 2 and 3, the Bible says that for the end of the earth, I will, from the ends of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you are, have been my, a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. So we know that the, the rock is a deliverance from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. This is David talking. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. I will trust in hiding in the clefts of the rock. I will hide in between. See, when the, 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 the coney or the rock badger hides in between two rocks, put that picture back, you see that the, the coney is in between two rocks. So it's not very easy for the, the um, eagle or any other creature to identify and catch it. Because by the time you are coming down, the rock badger will hide, go and hide into the, the cleft of the rock. So which, even when you have a long talon, you cannot dig and pick it up. Hallelujah. That is how we as Christians should be. So that when Satan is looking for you, when the enemy comes, when the spirit or the enemy shall come like a thief, uh, uh, like a flood, the spirit of God will raise a standard that will be higher, that the, the floods cannot overwhelm you. Amen. The, th the third thing about the rock badger, so the first thing is that it's weak. The second thing is that it hides, it makes its building or its house in, on the rock. The third thing is that the rock badger looks like the rock. I don't know whether you can see the color, but after a while, the rock badger is almost the same color as the rock. So it's not very easy. It's not very easy for the, the, the prey to identify the, the, the creature, for, for, the, what do you call it, for the predator to identify the prey, because it looks so much like the rock. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, it says that therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in life, love as Christ also has loved us and given himself as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. Be imitators of God. Imitate God so much or imitate uh, God so much that you, the enemy cannot identify you from Christ. Bible says that we are hid in Christ in God. But see, when you are hid in Christ in God and you don't look like Christ, it's very easy for the enemy to identify you. Don't, don't stick out. Be so in, in God that you look like him. Amen. In 1 Peter 2.21, the Bible says that for you have been called for this purpose since Christ has suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. Christ's example is what, what must determine the things we do, the steps we take, because he has given us an example and we need to follow on. Amen. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to 8, the Bible says that for do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regarding one another as more important than ourselves. Do not merely look out for one, your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus. Have the same mind as Jesus. Amen. Look so much like Christ. There was this uh, catch uh, phrase that we used to say a few years ago. I don't know whether they still say it. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? In every situation, ask yourself, if Jesus was in my situation, what would Jesus do? If you can imitate him so much that you get that equation right, what would Jesus do? Then you know you are becoming more like him. 2 Corinthians 3.18, the Bible says, but we all are with unveiled faces beholding as a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the image from glory to glory just as from the Lord the Spirit. Amen. Learn to imitate Jesus. Listen, when Jesus was on earth, 
he hid for 30 years. He did not start his ministry immediately. 30 years from the day he was born till the beginning of his ministry, he hid to learn. How come you, they laid hands on you and prophesied over you the next day you went to start the church? Somebody prophesied and told you that I see, the, I see God. I see the God elevating you and giving you a Bible. The next day you go and hold the Bible like Donald Trump. I'm the new pastor. Hallelujah. No. Learn to imitate Jesus. What did Jesus do? He was discussing with the elders in the temple, but they didn't know who he was. He was God made flesh, but he didn't go announcing himself all over the place. The reason why we get destroyed very early is because we advertise ourselves too soon. Immediately you give yourself a big title and you are working, you go and print a complimentary card. You are the prophet of God and you give yourself Apostle Bishop Pope and you are walking about. Calling yourself, giving yourself accolades, oracle and, uh, and things like that. Don't foolishly expose yourself to trouble. You should protect yourself from from everything, like Jesus did. He hid himself. And the Bible says, there's a scripture in Luke chapter 2, the very last scripture, and the child grew in wisdom and in the favor with God and with all men. He grew in favor and in wisdom. Why don't you learn to grow in favor with God and with men? Hiding yourself. He increased in wisdom and stature and with favor from God and with man. That's uh, uh, Luke uh, 2.52. Hallelujah. In John 5.19, the Bible says, And Jesus gave them an answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing of by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. Amen. Jesus said, I do what I see my father do. He didn't go about, you know, gun hold, trying to do everything that he, no, no. He, he said, anything that I'm doing is what the father is doing. I just copy the father. If the father sits, I sit. If the father stands, I stand. If the father speaks, I speak. Whatever the father is saying is what I say. Not so for us today. We are very quick to just take off. Jesus spent all the time communing with God, all the time. He's every time, if you read the, the Gospels, you find out all the time Jesus was in prayer. If he was not in prayer, he was just doing what God asked him to do. And then he just goes, runs back to speak to God. How many of us run back to God all the time? Or we just start, we, once God has used us to do something, one, then we take off. He used that to feed the 5,000. Immediately we go and print cards and... Uh, Feeding of the 5,000 ministries international, then we are going. Mark chapter 1, verse 35, the Bible says that now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. He was always praying. How many of us always pray? We just take off. Just take off. We don't look like the, the rock. The rock is praying, but we don't pray. The rock lives with wisdom, but we don't. And we say that, oh, Jesus is my protection, so then we just go around doing everything. No, you don't look like the rock. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 10, the Bible says, I let this man be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who being formed, who be in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God 
also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every other name, that at the mention of, the, of Jesus, every knee should bow. Those in heaven, of those in heaven and those in, on, on the earth and of those under the earth. Hallelujah. He looks, Jesus looks like God. The coney looks like the rock. I pray that you and I will look like Jesus. Hallelujah. Number four, the rock badger starts its day. You know, the thing about the rock badger, the little study I did, the, the rock badger will start its day basking in the sun on the rock. You know, it just goes to lie down. It comes out of its hole and lies down on the sun for a while, for a long time. And, and they, they call it like the charging of the battery. It will charge its battery till it is fully charged before the rock badger starts its day. Hallelujah. It's amazing. I was watching a little video clip and um, you see them in the morning, they just wake up and then they just go around a little bit and then they just go and lie on the rock and they will not move. They just be there. Spend a, a while just lying there until they are heated up. And you see, when the sun hits the rock, there's a certain heat on the, on the, on the rock. So the, the heat is from under and it's from above as well. So it's like a tanning type of uh, thing. It's tanning itself. It's under and it's over. And it lies there until it is fully charged. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, the Bible says that, But they that who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. How many of us start our morning fully be, being fully charged? Or do we walk like uh, with a phone that has one bar? 4%. The spirit that is in you, the, the spirit of the last uh, service you attended. Gone through, we say, not open your Bible. And you expect to be able to run away from the, the prey, when the, 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 the predator, when it's coming after you. By the time you take three steps, you, you see the phone goes beep, 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 beep. Please charge. By the time you say, please charge, you are looking for a nearest charger. You are in the mouth of a... You are now trying to remember a scripture you know. Mark chapter 14, verse 22 to 23. Bible says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. With, while he sent the, the multitudes away, and when he has sent them away, he went up on the mountains by himself to pray. Listen, Jesus went up into the mountains to charge himself, like the coney, like the rock badger. Now when evening had come, he was alone there. So it means that he prayed from the morning till evening, charging himself. And we say we want to be imitators of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 1. Bible says, I keep silent before me, O coastlands. Let the people renew their strength. Let them come near. Let and then let them speak. Let us come near together for judgment. Amen. He says, I let them come near. Let them, the people renew their strength. Renew your strength in Christ every day, every morning. Like the coney, the wisdom of the coney is that I cannot start my day without having fellowship with Jesus, without having fellowship with the rock, without being fully charged. I cannot go out there because I don't know what, see, the, the, the wisdom the coney has is that it is living a life of running away from the enemy every day. Every day could be his last day. Every day he could end up on a dinner plate of, of uh, an eagle or upon any, any uh, bed or anything like that. So it's always mindful that I need to have uh, uh, here, buy into the mind of God. Let's put my ear on the rock and let the rock tell me that today if you are, as you are going, there are three eagles just fly circling around waiting, waiting for you. So just be careful. Don't go to the left. 
Stay on the right. Don't do this. Do that. Don't go here. Go here. Listen, if we don't learn to have that thing that every time before I step out of my door, I am fully aware of my surroundings. I'm fully aware of what I'm about to meet. I'm, I'm commanding my morning. If you don't command your morning, every morning you are in trouble. The coney knows that it can easily end up on the dinner plate. So it buys into the mind of the rock. I pray that we'll buy, buy into the mind of the rock every time. The, the, the fifth thing, I'm about to finish. We only have one more or two more. The, 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 the fifth thing about the, the coney is that the coney has insight against the maneuvers of the enemy. So one of the, the, the enemies of the coney uh, or the rock badger is the eagle. And the strategy the eagle uses to catch the rock badger or catch, um, what's it called, uh, rock snakes and all the creatures that are on the rock, you know, like little mountain goats, mountain uh, lambs and everything that the eagle eats. The, what the eagle does is that the eagle will fly direct into the sun, go so high up into the sun, and then as it goes high, like maybe two, three miles into the sun, then it turns around and it comes directly in the ray of the sun. I don't know whether you can understand that. So it's that when it's coming down, when you look, you can't see it. Because when you, it's not easy to look into the sun. So it just lies on the ray of the sun as it's coming down. And it's coming full speed, coming to get you. But there is one little attribute that the rock badger has, that the coney has. That gives the, 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 the coney one step ahead of the eagle. Do you know what it is? The coney has a, 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 a lid, an inside. You see, we all have an eyelid, like the outer one. But the coney has two eyelids. It has one eyelid inside that when it, it's looking into the sun, it closes, it closes it down. So it, does, it helps it against the rays. So it can look directly in the sun. So it can see. When the eagle is coming. So even though the eagle thinks that it has outwitted all creatures, not the rock badger. Because it looks with the spiritual lens. It looks with the spiritual lens so it can see when the enemy is at, about to attack. How many of us have spiritual eyesight? How many have insight to what the, the enemy is trying to do? When Jesus was in the garden, in fact, before he went into the garden, when he was having uh, his supper with the, uh, his disciples, he said, one of you betray me. He had insight. And when he was asked, which one of, you, uh, of us will betray you? He said, the one that dips the bread in the, uh, in the sauce with me, that is the one. He had an inside lid to see. How many of us can sense when issues are happening. Or we just obey the wind. Listen. You need to develop your third eye. I say you need to develop your third eye. So that you can see the, the, the machinations of the enemy. When the enemy is plotting against you, you can see through it. You can see that this is what the enemy is trying to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. It has insight. The enemy of the rock badger is the eagle. And the strategy is it flies into the sun and comes down as a ray of sun. But this is not so with the coney. The coney has a special colored iris that blocks rays of, the, of sunlight. So it can see through the rays. It's like it puts on dark glasses and can see through. 2 Corinthians 2.11 Lest Satan should take advantage of, of, of us. We are not ignorant of his devices. We are not ignorant. We can see what he's trying to do. In Isaiah 59 verse 19 it says that So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory 
from the rising of the sun. When the enemies come, when the enemy comes like a flood, the Spirit of God will lift up a standard against it. We need to ask God to give us an insight into the planning, the, the, the things that the enemy is doing. Hallelujah. See, Jesus said something. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What he meant, you know, when you say gates of hell, a lot of people think that it's just a, a place that has a gate. No, but the gate of hell is like the war room, the place that the enemy sits to plan. He says that the enemy will not, the gates of hell, that the very intelligent office, the cobra uh, meeting place of the enemy cannot prevail against it. Why? Because as soon as they plan, I have an insight. Remember the story of Elijah, I, I, Prophet Elisha. I, Elisha was being hunted by the, the king. And any time the king will uh, get his uh, commanders together to go and hunt Prophet Elisha, when, by the time they go, he's not there. When he, any trap they set for him, by the time they go, he's not there. And he was like, the king was like, there is, there is a mole in our chamber here. There is a mole inside this cabinet. That tells the prophet everything we are trying to do. And they said, they said to the king, no, 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 there's no more. But the prophet that you are talking about, he has a spiritual eye. That sees every maneuver you are making. When you make a maneuver here, let me tell you, that man of God will, hear, will see it in his bedchamber. Even when you, you, you whisper in your bedchamber, the man of God will hear it. Hallelujah. And so that is what is thwarting all the plans that you have against him. It is not any one of us who is, goes to tell him what you are, you are planning to do. He hears it. I pray and I prophesy that you have developed your third eye. Amen. That you develop your ear, inner ear, to hear what the, the plans of Satan over your life is. What Satan is trying to do, that God will reveal to you his plans. Hallelujah. So that he will not, not get, get you. The last thing I want to talk about, the rock badger, is that the rock badger lives in colonies. The rock badger lives in colonies. Like the ants, the rock badger lives in colonies of about 50. They spend their time together, snuggled up together, up in each other. When, when you spot, when one of them, when they are all snuggled up, all like 40, 50 of them snuggled up, there's one who's on the lookout, looking in the skies to see whether uh, the eagle is coming. And when the eagle appears, the rock badger makes a sound. And when it makes a sound, all 50 conies will disappear. All of them will disappear. See, it's always good when you are together with people. When you fellowship with the brethren, you are safe. Because when the enemy is coming, even if you miss it, somebody will call out. There will be somebody who is praying and God will reveal something about you. That will, that will be your security. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, the Bible says, Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more when you see the evil day approaching. Let us, this is not a time to be away from the fellowship of the brethren. This is not a time to, to move yourself from the house of God. This is a time to incorporate yourself in the heart of the, the, the brethren, to be in the place of fellowship, so that when the enemy strikes, or when the enemy is coming, even if you miss it, somebody will call out. There will be protection. Hallelujah. They are helpful. They carry one another's burden. They look after one another's children. They look after each other. They live in a, com in a communal way. Just like the ants. They always know that one can put to fly a thousand, but two ten thousand. So they have this symbiotic relationship all the time. Let me give you one more before we go. Hallelujah. Let me give you one more. The last thing is that the rock badger is one creature or one animal that is very independent. As soon as the 
the rock badger gives birth, the child stays with the parent only one hour. After the one hour, the, 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 the baby coney runs up the rock, goes up the rock and starts running around the rock. Hallelujah. In Deuteronomy 6, verse 6 to 7, the Bible says, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. Their children have a relationship with the rock. How many of us have, our children have relationship with Jesus? Not our relationship with him, but their own relationship. Do we wait till they are teenagers before we want them to discover Jesus for themselves? Or do we train them in such a way that even at that tender early age, they know who Jesus is for themselves? They discover their relationship with God by themselves. The coney doesn't protect the child throughout the child's uh, uh, life, uh, in childhood. No, no, no. After one hour, go and have your relationship with the rock. Go and have a relationship with Jesus. After that, you can come back. So you see the, 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 the baby uh, conies are running up and down. They go and then they come back. Then they go, they come back, they go, they come back. They have a relationship with the rock themselves. One hour is all they, 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 they need to dry themselves out of and have a little uh, milk and then it's off. I pray that we'll train our children. Isaiah 8.18 says that here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders in Israel. From the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. Let us learn to teach our children at a very early age who Jesus is. Let everyone in our homes, everyone that we have a relationship with, know Jesus for themselves. Let them not know Jesus through you. Amen. And as we do that, believe me, we'll succeed post-COVID-19.